Listening to new information creates fresh connections in your brain and greater awareness. Shades of Life awakens your brain with new information through shared stories and programs from a variety of presenters, bringing multiple perspectives and adding to the whole. Hello, this is Parisha. We're going to have some real fun tonight talking about how we manifest and how we actually acquire the things we want in life and the accuracy of what we ask for and the particular manifestation of what we may be asking for depends on how strong our focus is and how well-practiced we are at holding that focus. And it's simply up to us. The choice is always ours. We don't like to face that because when we don't get what we want, we like to blame the process or blame something else. Physics and science prove over and over and over again it is us it is our ability to hold the focus that manifests and gives us the outcome. So what we will be discussing tonight is how do we do that? What are some of the ways we will want to look at that? Let's have some call-ins and some contributions. Some of you may want to actually share some of your own results with the various things that you're practicing and the wonderful full marketplace we have these days for the processes as well as the procedures for a person to really take to have that success. How do we stop complaining about manipulation of, of economics? How do we stop complaining about not having the things that we feel we deserve in life? I have had an amazing few days and just so much of life just whipping right through all the things that are coming up in and around the world. I have such a sense these days, and it just makes me very excited. I have such a sense of belonging to a global family and the wonders of that, how it fills my day with all kinds of extraordinary things and how it allows me to have such a vast relationship of humanity. Um, I've always been in the practice of, of bringing others into family, so... I have an extended family, long past the numbers of who were born to me and who I'm blood-related to. And it just excites me to actually see the challenges that are coming up in their lives and in what's happening in our world. And knowing that each challenge actually is a way to nudge, if not maybe even force us to get better at what we can do and the control we can have of all the circumstances in our life. Sometimes, you know, the challenge is to be a little, uh, I can't say comfortable, definitely not comfortable, but then science tells us if we're comfortable, we're not growing. So we're going to discuss some things like that and to talk about how do we get control of that situation. What I found in all of the reaching out to the people I I beat in a day's time, and especially right now with all the information that I'm involved with and all of the things that I'm doing in order to help the enormous amount of uh, forest fires that are going up on North America, okay? There's just thousands and thousands of acres just being cooked from not just electricity or lightning that might have hit it and started the fire, but... There's just an awful lot of uh, 
still people carelessly doing things with fire or throwing cigarettes and things to grasses and, and feeling, I guess, that they'll go out. You know, when I see Smokey Bear out there and the signs and everything that I'm seeing, but very, very depressing at some locations I've arrived and there's Smokey Bear and he's parched and burnt just as much as the forest. And so we begin to look at that and, and obviously the hundreds of people whose homes have been burnt already in just the past two to three weeks. We're talking about hundreds, okay? I'm sure that at this point they're feeling the victimization of that, and, and who wouldn't? I mean, I'm not going to tell you I wouldn't feel that, but at the same time, let's say we have a choice and an opportunity here. What else could we make of that? We could look at it and realize, okay, Let's say that behind this rain cloud there is a silver lining and there is something that I can do with that, okay? And if there is something that I can do with that, I'm going to make it and maximize it to whatever corner I can turn in my life, okay? And what I want to actually talk about today and us get involved with is how do we turn those corners and actually stay in focus and actually handle everything that's coming at us. Now, I've talked to a lot of these people who have lost their homes and who are suffering a great deal of trauma. And I want everybody to know, in, a, in an event like this, one of the first things that I have to do is make sure that I'm a good listener. And that means give these people my full attention because what happens in these particular events and circumstances is that everybody's in the state of emergency and nobody is really listening to anybody. The only thing that we're aware of is who is yelling the loudest because in most circumstances, someone who's yelling above the rest of the, the particular sound and level of conversation has an emergency situation. So then we know Whoever's doing the loudest communication, everybody's ears goes up to see what is needed. And as things unfold, the circumstances show us that repeatedly there's all kinds of stuff that flares up. Sometimes once people actually have to face the trauma, that not only have they been moved from the area they live in, but then the announcement covers that the houses on that street or that location has now caught fire and is burning. Well, a person's reaction to that is perfectly human and normal. The person immediately goes into screaming, crying, and going through some kind of emotional expression to get out the trauma and the feeling of desperation that they feel. And in that, you have to let them have that. It's sort of like the grieving process at loss always has to have its particular pathway so a person can actually move those particular chemical reactions in their body. They have to be released. So what I do is when people start coming and trying to quiet these people down, it's like, no, leave them alone. Let them express. Let them actually act out whatever it is they need right now other than I'm not going to stand there and let them become destructive and start hitting somebody or throwing things, but that's not what they do. They really just go through an emotional desperateness that there are things they believe in. And many of these people are praying that their homes do not get burned. Okay, so there's all those things happening at one time. 
once we've worked through that, that particular point of impact is met, then they go through just needing to talk. So there's a lot of just rambling conversation that needs to just come out, whatever's going through their mind. Sometimes it's diversion kind of, of discussions because they need to get away from the pain of what they have to face. So you let them do that. And then I just move right into afterwards when they start settling down, giving them some tea, some cups, something cold to drink, or just something to nurture them. Then I start saying things to them like, okay, in anything and everything, there's an opportunity to learn. Are you in a place of where you can see that yet? And most people go through, are you not, you know, and then they get very abusive or they just don't want to talk about it. And I prepare myself for that. I let them do that. And I tell them, well, it was just a suggestion. You know, please, please don't be offended by it. And then I leave them for a while. And inevitably, and I can tell you, beloved, 100% of the time they come and find me or they make that contact again because they're saying, like, like, what did you mean? You know, did, did you have something in mind? Had you actually, you know, thought of something that maybe I didn't? And they always apologize. I tell them there's never any need to apologize. I totally get where you're at, totally understand what it is you're trying to get control with and handle. So I'm fine with that. And then I just let them sit for a while until they're ready to talk about and find something that they can cling to. And it's very good, beloved, to be listening to you as well as you listening to us. And it is in communication that we learn of each other and actually settle matters of life. So it's good to have the communication lines open. Now, we were on the subject of trauma and actually discussing some of the situations people are facing in our community and on our continent of North America as we speak right now. And some of that is actually seeing how people are open to actually dealing with challenge and trauma as a window opening, not just a door closing, but a window opening and actually helping them get control of their minds and the ravaging fears that they may be going through as these things face it. So I wanted to use a very up-to-date, news-happening situation with people to give some of these examples. Now, what I find in working with people during this process, you have about one-third of the people who will immediately take advantage of having something else to talk to or something that might be an answer. So they will immediately engage with me and want to talk about what is it that I think that they could look at or what did I think maybe could be uh, the results of all of this, okay? And then it's a matter of getting some circumstance information from them and some particular present time situations that they're in as far as careers, maybe children, homes, and so forth. And with those people, what really comes across, and I would say a good 85 to 90% of them, will immediately begin to say, they weren't happy with that house, that uh, there had been so much clutter that had accumulated over such a period of time that they'll kind of make a, a nervous laugh about it and say, well, it's one way to do the spring cleaning, you know. And they'll find ways to deal with letting it go and not making it so critical or Christ-oriented in their life. And that's one-third 
of the people that I could reach to. There's the other maybe a third of the people who come into a place of saying, uh, well, you know, then they want to talk about their insurances, they want to talk about the probability of whatever financial compensation they're going to have, and they'll go through the wondering of the extent of what their circumstances are going to be. They're always hopeful that there's going to be some part of their home left. And then they're, they, they're willing to then talk about what they think it's probably going to cost to get it back up and going. So then it's, it's like opening the door and saying, well, is there any other place that you have ever thought about relocating? You know, is, would this not be a time that you maybe want to look at that before you start really thinking of the circumstances of rebuilding and that? And so that particular number of people usually grasp onto that can take that and they run with that and then you can see life coming back, control coming back if they feel they got their hand on something that they can have control of. And then there's always that handful of hands that can do nothing but look at their victimization. And sometimes I just get them because they go into such physical reaction, I can calm them down by getting them to do breath, particular breath and to do some, you know, some stress relief kind of stuff, and that helps them get into that place. And then to actually, you know, somewhere along the line, I can say some of that number actually comes around to not being willing to be victims. And here's, you know, here's what we're taught, and I'm so aware, and, and I want to commend every forest fire fireman that's out there and fire women who are out there. You're talking about an extraordinary group of heroes that totally don't take anything to themselves but do everything they can for the forest and the people that are living anywhere near the forest. These guys, when they're relaxing and I talk to them, their whole view is the forest is a living thing and that they take their work with saving as much of that as they can no different than saving a life anywhere and under any circumstances. And uh, it just takes a certain breed of good character and sensitivity in a person to actually face what these guys and what these women face in going into that area and actually trying to do everything they can to allow no further damage. Sometimes the wind is a factor. Sometimes the, the lack of rain and drought is a factor. Whatever that is, they're so, there's such wisdom in how they sit down and strategize and organize and how careful they are and how they cover each other's backs. In, in itself, it's just an honor to actually be around those people and look at the dedication that they have, the love and the actual, it, it's looking at the better character line in all humanity for sure. And so... So when it comes to victims, one of the things that I have found that pretty much 50% of the people who face these traumas, and I'm just using fire right now because as a humanitarian and as running an organization now for over 40-something years, just going out into such situations and being there to be backup for people's things, to kind of begin to see and have a feel for how these things are going to come out. And always for me, I've brought forward to them the possibilities. And those possibilities is always that there could be 
a real vital point of turning a corner in your life right now that you never took on before and getting them past being afraid and getting them into feeling loved and able to actually do something about it. So that's empowerment. That's getting back what they are. And as human beings, I mean, my in my particular work of life and everything else, there is there is this extraordinary genius in human beings, and uh, that we can actually use that genius to make circumstances in our world and in our life and in our day happen that we just cannot question. Everything, you know, when we begin to face it, that everything's energy, and that's, that, that's all it is. That's just what it is, okay? And that any time we can match the frequency of the reality we want, I hear that, that we have to match the frequency of reality that we want, and we cannot help but hit that reality when we do that. So if you can match that frequency without a doubt, that is exactly what you're going to get. And it can be no other way. We're not talking about a probability here. We're talking about a total reality. And it cannot be no other way. And we're not talking about philosophy here. We definitely are talking physics and science. So remember, everything's energy, and that's all there is. There's, it's, that's all there is to it. There's no, you know, we want to think about matter all the time, and we think of the physical uh, awareness of what that energy is. Even still, beloved, it's energy. It's looking at the TV screen, seeing a bunch of activity happening on it, but really all that's happening are those particular little dots that make up the matrix and gives us that picture, and we're talking energy. That we need to match the frequency of whatever reality we want. So that means when you really have a passion for something, and remember when we're saying passion, we really have to have a lot of sensation and a lot of contact and a lot of feeling in that passion, okay? And as long as we can get that particular frequency going, and, and and we know what the reality is that we're going for and want, hear what I'm saying to you? You cannot help but get that reality. In other words, there's no way that it's not going to happen if you can hold that frequency and are in touch with that feeling and that sensation and passion, okay? And we're not talking about philosophy, Okay. We're actually talking about physics and science. So right now we can actually begin to get some callers. I'm seeing the engineers telling me we do have some people on the line. But just to be clear, with the people that are that we are helping now actually get in charge, what I have to do and what I'm trying to make the point to you in helping people, all you have to do is let them first get it all out and then go to a place with them that you can actually see the energy coming back up, their desire to make it different, and go to higher ground with it. And then keeping in mind what I just told you, the very fact that if they can match the frequency of what they're feeling and what they're thinking with what they want, it's a given. No doubt and no probability of not happening but an accident. Okay, so... In coming back and saying to you, 
people with all my heart, I hope, do not have such traumatic challenges as what we just discussed. But then let's go back to saying that you're in a place in life and you're looking for a way to now come in to making more money or going someplace that you want to uh, actually find out what you can do to bring better things into your life. It may be a job. It may be a career. It may be income. It may be relationship. I mean, it can be any number of things. So then we have to say, well, how does that work? But again, it stays the same. Remembering that everything is energy, okay, and that that's all there ever is. It's just energy. We can see energy as matter, and we call I call that mess, M-E-S-T, matter, energy, space, and time. So if it's that we relate to it only in the physical sense, then it's mess. And in mess, then we actually have to then come to a place where we can handle and move mess and realize that we can change how we can move matter, energy, space, and time. And I've had people tell me that they don't believe they can do that. So I would ask each one of you who are listening to me, if you have anything sitting in front of you, be it a magazine, a piece of paper, or a pen, or anything physical in your reach that you can pick up, pick it up. Okay? And if you pick it up, now I invite you, please put it back down. And as you're doing that, you need to register in your head what you just did was move mess, matter, energy, space, and time. All of that was in that very subtle, common movement that you did. So how many times a day do you actually move mess? How many times a day do you actually change the frequency of reality that you're in? And at this point in time and all the research that we have going on around us, it's so fantastic because now we can apply that to where we want to be at life. You know how excited I get about that is because I have watched many, many beautiful people. So one of the other things I do is go in and see if I can help people avoid foreclosure and the loss of their homes, especially with all that hullabaloo that just went through uh, in North America and maybe other places of the world, but all of the frauds stuff that went on with the actual real estate uh, enterprises that have actually failed for people. People being so far into debt on a house that has very little estimated uh, value anymore. So, you know, getting finding solutions and helping people get out of that. And again, you have to go to where the particular need of change is. And we don't have to be those victims repeatedly. I show people how to change that. Now, can I tell you if you're on the air, okay, that happens because of, you know, this and that, certain amount of this and certain amount of that, and can I give you the equations of that? No, I can't. I simply do know this is repeatedly. It shows itself to work effectively so long as the process, the procedure is 100%. So it's a matter of us training ourselves to not be influenced by whatever the out there is trying to do, but to actually hold those particular feelings and those forecasted projections in ourselves, that passion. We have to only stay aware of what's within us. And once we do that, we end up with the reality of which we need, and that's the reality that liberates us 
than to go into someplace that is very, very much different. So I'm going to keep talking then about how you actually get to a place where you can see the difference of what you're doing. Okay? And I'd like you to actually write down and take notes if that's going to help you because as soon as we get off the air and you start thinking, okay, maybe I will try that, you'll start saying, okay, so what was it the parish has said? And so be sure that you take a moment here, go grab some pen and paper, and you start putting some things down. Okay, so let's do some role playing here. You decide that you now want to move from a position that only gives you maybe $60,000 a year. And you realize that in order to achieve the things you want in life, you're going to have to up that. And in upping that, you're going to have to, at this point, when you start looking at the maybe one-year and two-year goals that you have, you realize now you're going to have to be looking at that 60000 becoming 90000 You're going to have to up the margins of what you want as far as financial exchange for what you're doing. So how do you do that? Well, first off, you have to sit down and actually do a lot of pen and paper so if you're thinking that you can think your way through that, let me inform you that your mind is going to be so pre-programmed with what you have now that you're going to have to do some practices to help you get out around those particular blocks. Uh, not only get around those blocks, but actually looking into where it is that you have the lease that says what you're doing is only worth 60000 a year. So then we get into looking at some new stimulus that you may be able to find by actually saying, how could I change this or how could I change that? Or what's another product or what's another service that I can put into the work? Sometimes I find that if we can actually do that, that opens a window that a person finds this particular change more advantageous or possible for them. Then we begin to hold the focus of what we believe the value is, and then we begin to move it to where we can actually do such an exchange. And once we do that exchange and we see some results, we start finding the process easier. But then let's talk about when we do it and we don't see that change. Okay, what did you learn earlier in the show? Are you holding the frequency of the reality that you want and cannot help but get if you can hold the frequency. So think about the changes, always dwelling on the changes that are going to happen because you now have that $90,000, okay? So you would stop thinking like a $60,000 income person and all of whatever it is that your reach is limited to and begin to live and function in your thinking and as much as you can possibly provide yourself the kind of life change that you are now going into and have. And remember, it's not, you know, if we say we're trying, if we're using that kind of mind talk that we're trying, okay, then we have to face the fact that we never will get where we're going because the trying is what the mind believes it needs to do. It's the talking and walking the talk 
of where you want to be. So it means living in the end result. Now, I know that most of you who would be listening to a show called Consciously Conscious have probably heard that at least a thousand times in your life or, you know, at this point, knowing some part of that. So then we have to begin to live in that end result as much as you will allow yourself. And if you're not real strong with that right away, don't worry about it. You're still going to see good change. And you'll still see change happening favorable to where it is that you want to arrive and be. Okay, so again, we use only words that allow us to be present with where we want to be, and we allow ourselves to function and play as much as we can at allowing ourselves to do whatever it is that we need to do and be in according to where we want to live. This is Mary Lois. I'm here. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well. Thank you. Okay. And what can we do for you? What's up tonight? Uh, Well... You've touched on several areas that I've that, uh, been working on over the last uh, couple of months. And when you were talking about being in the vibration of what it is that you are um, projecting, I've had a huge weight issue for many years. And I think until recently... I couldn't tell you what you were talking about when you said being in the vibration of something to create it. Um, But I can now because it's something that I can actually feel within my body as the mess leaves. And, like, to take that into, into other areas, like you were talking about with people in disasters and things like that, um, to be able to assist them, how would you do that to to help them move their vibration? Okay, I don't. I'm not quite clear what you're asking, beloved. You're sharing okay. with us that you actually have used some of the things we've been discussing tonight to actually get into a weight loss uh, victory that you're having. Is that what you're doing? Can you share that with us? Yes. Um, in the last a uh, little over. It's been a little over 35, 40 days. I've dropped a little over 35 pounds. And it's like I've never I've never done it like this before. And it's simply I set an intent every day that I will serve myself to the fullest of my ability. I, I can trust myself. And I put only whole foods in my body. They're um, living foods in my body. And I used to think, well, that's crazy. I'd never be able to live on just grass and greens and, and, you know, beans and things like that. (laughs) Because I was a carnivore big time. But I feel that vibration in my body, even to the degree where I cook and I cook for other people. And I've always tasted my food when I was cooking. I made, and it smelled heavenly, I made a a roast chicken the other day. And, oh, it smelled good all day long. It was marinating and cooking. And when it came out, 
I wanted to taste it, and I went to put it to my lips, and it was like repulsive for me. That was the change in the vibration for me. I knew that I was finally vibrating at a level that I really wanted to vibrate at and I wanted to be in. So that's, you know, that's been awesome in this conversation tonight when I'm listening to, to you. Okay, that's real good. And and listen, it's good to hear you bring that to our attention because of the fact that it is successful in people's lives who are taking on major weight situations and problems with that because there has to be a mind change that takes place in order to make that real and everlasting. So we really appreciate you sharing that. And I, I regret that I didn't ask your name. Where are you calling from? My name is Mary Lois. I'm calling from Florida. All right. Very, very good. Now, we can actually see that what our caller just shared with us is how she has used actually using that frequency change that she has to get into. Remember what the whole message was tonight was that you have to, okay, that since we're dealing with nothing but energy, that we have to match the frequency of the reality we want, okay, that we have to match the frequency of the reality that we want, okay. And what does that involve, like she just shared, uh, our caller from Florida, is that she was able to hold on to the vision and the feeling of what she would feel like as she lost weight and as she become more of uh, the weight that she wants to maintain. So she was living in an end result, and I know that she was living in an end result because that's what it takes to do this. It's, it's those of you that will get skeptical. And I've even I've had to sit and talk to people and say to me, but I feel like I'm lying because I don't have that money yet. And I tell them, thinking like that, you won't have it either. Okay? So it's a matter of getting over yourself. And many of my friends laugh because usually when I hear them going on about their victimization or something, my bottom line to that is get over yourself. Okay? Get, get past that. So basically, we can say right now that you're living a story that you have written, that you're living inside a reality that you're creating from the imaginal realm. That's all true. Okay? The the truth that makes it legal, if that's what you want to call it, or the truth that makes it virtual, is that it's a postulate. You're going for it. It's not like you're saying you're going to try. And it's not like saying, well, maybe it will happen or I'm going to do this until it happens, okay? It's about living in the mindset of absolute faith that as long as you can hold that frequency of thought and hold to that ideal living in the end result, everything in the universe makes it happen. There is no way that you can fail. There's absolutely no if ends, and buts about it. It happens. It's exactly what it's all about. So basically, we want to make sure that we, you know, we do as much as we can. And and listen, hear what I said earlier. When you begin to have these processes and take on this this control and self-realization, I'm hoping with all my heart that you trust yourself enough to meet the challenge of change that you will have to face long before 
any crisis pushes you into that position, if you are not happy where you're at, if you know for a fact that you're trying to pick a comfort zone instead of the greater reach that you can have, usually, beloved, there are crises, situations that come in that force us to move to that higher ground or to take on that change. So as you move through your day and as you move through life, look to where you long to be. And no matter what it takes and no matter what you think it is, go for it because it is yours to have. You do have that kind of control. And remember what I taught here tonight and what I shared with you, that everything's energy and that's all there is to it. Okay, it's just energy. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get the reality of the end result. It can be no other way, because we're not talking about philosophy here. We're talking about science and physics. It is real. It is possible. Better yet, it is probable. Have a fantastic week. Welcome you to know what's coming up, to get information on other episodes and share your reflections and questions. You are important and you matter. Shades of Life. Listen on Anchor. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot FM forward slash shades hyphen of hyphen life. Watch on YouTube. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash capital S letter O capital L I F E. Find out more on the blog site https colon forward slash forward slash shades of life sol dot blogspot dot com. Share your input on Facebook https colon forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash capital C letter O capital L I letter F letter E dot SOL. Stay tuned together as we make the difference. Expand your knowledge and you will transform your mind. Bruce H. Lipton